0: Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Jill Funky. With me on the show today is Kelly Sutton, who has worked with the H-2A program for over 20 years. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, Kelly, could you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your role with the H-2A program?
1: Yes, I'd love to. I have been doing this program, like Jill said, for about 20 years. I got started as an opportunity to help farmers get employees fill positions that's been lacking with U.S. workers for quite some time. And so it was an opportunity to stay in a field of agriculture in helping the agriculture community because I grew up on a farm with my grandparents, and so it's just been exciting and fun for me that I've been able to stay within the agriculture community giving back doing something that I grew up loving to do which was farming.
0: So Kelly when you were talking you kind of talked a little bit about the purpose of the H-2A program to bring workers where there's a lack of workers. What would you like to say about that?
1: I think it's great that there is this it's a government-based program um, the H-2A program which is a temporary 10-month visa to help in the agriculture community, because as we all know, there's just a huge need of help needed to keep the farms going in an area where I think people misunderstand the program at times, thinking we're taking away from U.S. workers, but that is just not the case at all. It's just because there is such a need and there's such a demand, I think it's great that the H2 program is there to help farmers keep their operations going.
0: Absolutely. And the one thing that you said about that it was temporary, people might not realize that a worker that already lives in this country, that's a citizen of this country, might need year-round employment. And that may not align with what some of the agricultural producers need.
1: Absolutely, because it is a 10-month visa program, but not all farmers utilize the full 10 months. They might only need a worker you know, anywhere from 5 to the 10 months. And so a lot of U.S. workers are looking for full-time employment and something that's continuous. And I, I think that's probably why there is such a need for seasonal help because most U.S. citizens would prefer working full-time and not having you know, a lapse of employment. So having this program really fills in, in a gap that's much needed for the, the farmer.
0: Exactly. The gap. That's exactly right. So can you tell us... How does the H-2A program differ from the H-2B program? That's
1: an easy one because the H-2A program is strictly agriculture. So in order to take advantage of getting the temporary visa for an H-2A worker, you must be a farmer. The H-2B program pretty much covers anything other than that. So unless you have a farm dealing with you know, harvest or planting with cattle or any type of livestock... You're going to fall under that H-2A program. Anything else will be for the H-2B program.
0: Now, as an agent, what role do you play with the H-2A program? How do you help producers?
1: Being the H-2A agent, what we do is hopefully make the process as easy and simple as possible for the farmer. We will do a complete packet and all the paperwork that's needed to get the workers here legally on that visa. There's filing that must be done at the state level with the Department of Labor and with immigration. And so as an agent, we take care of all that paperwork and the timing of all that to make sure you are aware of, you know, what the guidelines are for the program and that we get you a worker here to fill that that position that you have available. But we also have an agent in South Africa that recruits and so We provide the farmers with applications. We don't assign you workers. We will let you pick who you would like to bring over and hire to fill the jobs that are needed. So we have agents that, that help us recruit in other countries to fill those positions.
0: Yeah, that's excellent, because it seems like anytime you deal with the government, there could be a lot of steps that a farmer might miss. You get busy with something and maybe miss a time window for this part of it or that part of it. So I can see where an agent can really stay on top of that, especially given your 20-year history.
1: Yes, yeah, so and that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that farmers will make. They'll give me a call and they'll need a worker next week. Well, that is just not possible because we are dealing with the U.S. government and we are on their time frame. You know, they tell us how soon we can file or how late we're, we can file. There's just a window for everything. And, you know, anytime that they send us response for anything, they give us a deadline and it could be two days, it could be five days, but we take care of that because farmers aren't sitting there wanting to take care of all the details of that and actually have the time to deal with all the the paperwork. So being an agent and taking care of that just takes a load off of the farmer's shoulders that, that we can help them with.
0: That's one of the biggest mistakes that farmers make is thinking that the process is more quick than it is. What would you say would be maybe the time frame to give our listeners a better idea? If it isn't a week or two weeks, is it months? Is it half of a year? If you are interested in
1: doing the HGA program, you really need to make that decision 90 days out. Because when filing with the government, we must file at least 65 days, but not more than 75 days. So by the time we would type up a packet, get it sent out to you for signature and, and get some documents back, we really need 90 days to process all of that and make sure it's done in a timely manner. You know, there's always exceptions to the rules that we can discuss, but, you know, for the most part, if you need somebody next week, there's just no way that that would happen. But given us 90 days, it's what's needed in order to get the visa done properly.
0: That paints a good picture for us, I think. Very good. Any other mistakes that, whether it be farmers or even the workers themselves, what are some of the common missteps that you see?
1: Mistakes that are commonly made, mainly the time frame, um, mm-hmm. we deal with that all the time with not having enough time. The farmer also, in dealing with some of the guidelines, there's never a way around certain issues. Housing must be provided. Um, there's inspections done. Workman's comp must be provided. So, you know, sometimes they're like, well, my state does this. Well, Department of Labor, they don't care what your state does. <laughs> they tell us what's needed. And we go from there. And so there's just no way of getting around the details of the program. And sometimes farmers are trying to maybe make it a little bit easier, but the program is easy overall if we just follow it. But sometimes, I mean, trying to get around some of the details of it, you know, it just doesn't happen when we're dealing with our government. And with the workers, they sometimes, it would be hard for me to come from another country and just be a stranger and start working. And I think sometimes they have maybe a misconception of what might be happening on a farm or what they're going to be doing. And so I think it's, it's just hard for them to leave their home country and come and work with all the unknowns. And so it's just, there's a learning curve there for them to just be able to get settled in and, and enjoy the job and the learning experience that it is for them.
0: Right, especially even with like the culture change. Yes. Absolutely. Now you had talked about housing as a requirement. I know that transportation is also a requirement. So having all of those things, you can't just promise you're going to have those. Those have to be established. And like you said, the inspection and things before the worker even starts or gets here.
1: Yes. And that's why the 90 days, any new employer that that try, wants to try the program for the first time, we'll send them plenty of information to talk about the the nuts and bolts of the program and, and the details of it. Because the inspection, it is simple, but yet they require, you know, a first aid kit in, in the home and a fire extinguisher and things that we all should probably have, but I don't even know in my home that I have a first aid kit. <laughs> but, I, you know, right. there's just details that... Is. <laughs> I know. And so there's just details that, you know, you have to make sure you meet because those do have to be done. And that's why that 90 days is so important because it gives us all time to to complete, you know, all the details of the program.
0: Can you talk about how the program may have changed over the past
1: 20 years since you've been involved? Really, with doing the program in the last 20 years, there's not been a lot of changes that we've seen. Forms are going to change fees tend to always go up. The wage rates continue to go up. But the overall program, the basics of it, it's always been a ten month program, seasonal for, you know, agriculture. Some of the requirements have been different, like the vehicles and stuff and, and getting them to and from work sites. I mean, some of those guidelines have changed a little bit. You know, in all honesty, it's more user friendly for the worker coming here than it seems to be for the farmer. And I think They try to make it a little bit more difficult because they do not want U.S. jobs taken away. And so they've put in some added little guidelines and steps along along the way through the past 20 years to maybe make it not so appealing because they do not want those jobs taken away, if at all possible, from a U.S. worker.
0: So can you share with our listeners some of the feedback that you've received maybe from the farmers? For the most part, the, the feedback
1: from farmers has always been very positive. If anything, there's going to be some negative and, and some things that we wish we could change. But they truly appreciate that there is a program out there that's helping them fill a gap. They've truly enjoyed being able to have workers here. And, you know, we have workers that have been going to the same employer for probably at least 15 years. Well, oh, that's they fantastic. They become like family. Yeah, And so, I mean, it's just, it's neat to see. And then the other end of that, there's farmers that choose to not get the same person over and over. They like exploring options and and having somebody new that won't get set in their way and Mm -hmm. that they can train and continue to to teach. But no, the feedback's always been good, and, and the workers seem to love coming and getting the experience and gaining a lot of knowledge. Probably the thing that's the hardest for the the farmer and the worker, is just sometimes it doesn't work out. And when you have to let go of someone or somebody just walks off your farm, that's very Mm -hmm. discouraging and it's hard because you've went to the expense and you've went through all the trouble. And then if somebody chooses to just walk off, there is no way of stopping them if they choose to walk off. That's just what happens. And if there was something we could change about the program, it would be just that, that there would be more guidelines to make sure that that doesn't happen.
0: But we don't have that guarantee with any workers.
1: No, we don't with U.S. workers or anybody. So, I mean, everybody has that freedom to, to come and go if they choose. But for the most part, that's you know, it's it's not a, a big problem that's within the program, but it's probably the biggest complaint because when it happens, you just, you, that's not what you want.
0: Well, very good. What else would you like our listeners to know about the program?
1: You know, I think... Overall, I, I would love just for farmers to know that the program is out there for the good of keeping them going and, and to fill um, a lot of positions that U.S. workers aren't filling. But we, I touched on earlier about that we don't want U.S. jobs taken away. When I tell people what I do through the years, you know, the, the first response is always, oh, so you're one that's taking jobs away from you know, U.S. workers. And we're not. We're truly not. I mean, we try hard to get U.S. workers to fill these positions, but there's just a need. And if the need wasn't there, the program wouldn't be as big as it is. But I I love being able to help farmers. And it's great on both sides because to hear stories from the South Africans that come over and that truly enjoy, and a lot of them become like family to the employers that they're working with. It's just neat to see that there still is this the loving, caring community that just accepts and, and, I mean, it's allowed the program to keep growing because there has been huge success on both ends of it with the employers and the workers.
0: Well, thanks, Kelly, for helping us learn a little bit more about the H-2A program and what an agent like yourself can do to help producers facilitate a worker placement. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current ag climate.